Yo, yo, yo. Hope everyone out there is listening is having a great Tuesday. It is November 19th, 2019. We got a good one for you. My picks were very good from last week. And even the picks that I didn't hit, I'm pretty happy that they didn't hit. I'm feeling fantastic right now. Let's have a great show. Week 12 slate, West Virginia at Kansas State. W won this as 14-point dogs. We did it. Thank God we finally won a game. The parade was Sunday. We all celebrated. Austin Kendall's fucking out of town already. Deji was great, our new QB. Uh, w has solidified themselves as not the worst team in the conference, which is pretty, pretty yeah, firmly. It's definitely Kansas now because we just beat a ranked team. It's a good Wee. week to be a Mountaineer. Um, this quarterback looks absolutely like he looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean he didn't like ball out, but like he was he made our offense look compared capable. compared to Austin Kendall. He brings a new element to this offense. One thing that Austin Kendall, arm. well, that's what I mean. One thing that Austin Kendall couldn't do was throw the ball deep. He did yeah. not have a strong arm. He was accurate. I'll give him that. Austin Kendall was a very accurate quarterback, but he struggled with arm strength. So he'd have to tight it. He had to fit it through the tightest windows. That led to interceptions a lot. That's just what happens when you don't have a naturally strong arm. This guy is slinging the ball out there. Yeah, he has a cannon. And he was he was matching up with uh, George Campbell the entire game. Sam James did not get involved at all, and that is good to me because we just beat a team ranked team without our best offensive player, Sam James. Yeah, no, I mean definitely a good sign moving forward. Also, the defense looked really good. Uh, I forget who were the two guys that had interceptions, but we had an interception on the very last drive to seal the game, and then I think Norwood. Yeah, Norwood had, Norwood had, had a six diving snag. interception. Yeah, like halfway in. He he looked very good uh, against Kansas State. This is one of the games that I got wrong because I bet Kansas State. I also had Kansas State in this but one. But again, very happy, very happy. Wake Forest at Clemson. Clemson won fifty-two to three. Wake Forest won this game without their top two receivers, so like factor that in. But this team was like this team's seven and two. They were like six and zero at one point. They've been ranked most of the season. Winning fifty two three is a really good sign for Clemson. Um, we know their offense is filthy, but like massive game for the defense. They only allowed five first downs. Again, their receivers were out, but five first downs is. That's you were telling me earlier today. Like Wake Forest is known for their wide receivers. Yeah, that so was one like that was going to go in the first thing. round. I was looking at it. He's going to be like a high first round pick. The other guy, like he's going to be like a, a very, he's going to be like a good wide receiver. Yeah, like for Wake Forest, they have two NFL yeah, guys. It's exactly, impressive. that's very good. And taking those two guys out of the game, obviously, you're not going to come close to beating arguably the best team in the nation. So I can. Honestly, see why this was a what thirty-five point spread to start? Yeah, it was it was, it was high, high, which number. is ridiculous considering, as you said, Wake Forest is a ranked team throughout the year. But then you look at it; they're missing their two star wide receivers. Clemson's defense is just outmatched every single person on the Clemson team physically, athletically. Like they were just the better team far and away. And what was the final score? Fifty-two to three. Yes. Yeah, that's just not a good sign for the. Demon Deacon? Demon Deacons. <laughs> LSU at Ole Miss. LSU won 58-37. <clears throat> if you're LSU, you cannot allow 37 points to Ole Miss. That's how you get jumped. The, the quarterback, what, he rushed for like 200 yards? Four tutties, yeah. 200 yards, four tutties. That's just You shouldn't allow anyone to rush for four tutties, let alone a, a, freshman, a true freshman QB. At some point, like... 
if the quarterback's rushing for like 100 yards and it's still like halftime, you got to put a spy on them, adjust the defense in some way, shape, or form to limit what they're doing successfully. LSU made no adjustments throughout the entire game. Granted, they still won by 21 points, and their offense it looks unbelievable, and Joe Burrow's the Heisman, and yada, yada, yada. But come on, Coach Joe, make one sort of adjustment here. Just have one of your five-star linebackers be a spy on a true freshman from Ole Miss. It's not that hard. The big worry for LSU, like, they're stacked across the board, but their front sevens, like, compared to, like, the top five teams, like, it doesn't really compare. It doesn't matter. It's not as good compared to, like, the other teams that are going to be in the playoffs. But with that being said, they're still LSU players. They are still very good. Yeah. But what we're saying is, compared to the top five teams, That's what they have the about. worst one. Like, stopping the run against yeah. Ohio State, against... Clemson. Georgia at Auburn. This was probably the game of the week. We knew it was going to be ugly. We knew Georgia would cover. Uh, Georgia's number four now. I don't know if they're the fourth best team in the nation, but they're their not. defense might be the best. I don't think that's a – maybe Ohio State. I don't think that's a crazy I would, statement. I would say Ohio State's defense is probably the best defense in the nation right now, but Georgia's defense is definitely the best in the SEC. Numbers-wise, um, it might be Georgia. I don't know about – no, number. I think number wise, I think I think it is Ohio State. Is a, yeah. Yeah, I think that I think Ohio State has the number one rated defense and the number two rated offense, and the oh. only rated hot rated higher offense is LSU. Regardless, this is a massive win for Georgia. I mean, they're still like kind of a win away if they beat LSU. Like they're. I don't I mean, think they will. But the only problem with Georgia is right now, like. There was no part of their offense that stood out to me in this Auburn game. Like, they put up 21 points. I think all of them were in the first half. Like, they got off to, like, a decent start from, had a few good drives. But, like, this would scare me if I was a Georgia fan. They let up 14 points. Auburn almost came back 21-0 down. Like, to come back to 21-14 in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, Bo Nix looked very good in the fourth quarter. Which should never happen against no, a good team. Exposed by Bonex. So, I mean, good win for Georgia. Covered everything. Everything looked good, but I would be a little concerned if I was Georgia, just a little bit. Bama at Mississippi State. Bama won by thirty-one. No one cares about the game. Literally nobody. Tua injury was the main storyline. He shouldn't have played when they're up twenty something. They, I Saban said they were practicing a two-minute drive right before halftime. He got destroyed by two defenders. He was literally like in a boot. He could not move. Like he, I don't even. He probably shouldn't have played this game. Like if it was like a good team, maybe. But now he's out for the year. Bama is probably just canceled this year. I don't. I mean, they're nine and one, but I don't even know if they, they didn't went put up any points against. Who did they? Who did they? Miss, even, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yeah. So they put up zero points in the second half with Mac Jones at quarterback against Mississippi State. And they were probably running the ball, but still, like you got it. You got to score. You got to show that you have some sort of life, basically. Um, so I don't blame Saban at all for this. Like I don't know how you feel. It sounds like you're a little upset that Tua was even playing. I think if you're gonna sit Tua, you should have done it before the game even started. Once you announce that Tua's starting, I would have taken him out at the first half. At the end of the first half, that's what I would have done. Clearly, this looks terrible because your quarterback's now out for the year. He was probably going to be the second in the Heisman like race. Now, now your team's basically done forever. 
like for the season, I mean, like, I don't know, but like Saban wanted to do the two minute offense. I I don't blame him. I really don't. I don't know. I feel like Tua's played enough. Also, and, you know. like, did you see the tackle? He didn't really get trucked by the two guys. No, he just like landed weird. And like, that's he what also, I mean. Like, like, like it was such a freak accident. Yeah, that could have happened on that drive. That could have happened in the first drive against Western Kentucky next week, or whoever yeah. they're playing. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm just saying, like, they play Coastal Carolina next week. Oh, he could, Coastal Carolina. He could have sat out two games. That's what I would have done. I just would have sat him. It would have made the games more sense. Pretty easily. You could like you could win beat Mississippi State with me at QB for Bama. So I don't know like. Like right. they they still would have won at least by Let's twenty with Mike Jones. Well, maybe not with me. With Blake at quarterback, yes. With Blake, probably. But <laughs> next game, Minnesota at Iowa. Iowa won by four. Sad, sad week for Minnesota. I feel like they're probably the most well liked team in the nation. Definitely, um, they're they're the underdogs this year. They get off to a really slow start. Played well on the road. Iowa's a good team. Uh, if they win out, they'll still be in the Big Ten championship. I like Tanner Morgan, their QB. We've talked about him a little bit, but he's only a sophomore. I think he's having the best season of anyone who doesn't get media attention. Definitely. He's like six in QBR. He's probably like a top seven QB this year. Maybe maybe ten, but like I would say definitely top ten. He he's in that Cl- like close to top seven. Six to ten range. Yeah, maybe. I mean that's that's about right for like he could be a top five guy next year. And like I was or Minnesota's gonna be good next year. Oh, Minnesota is just getting started. If anybody thinks that this is a fluke year for Minnesota, they are just so wrong. This is the first year of the what's this guy's name? PJ, PJ Flack. Flack. Yeah. This is the first year of his seven-year contract. If you think that they're going anywhere, just just wait. They're going to be very good for the next seven years. I mean, they might not go nine and one next year. Like the start, I think that like, I I don't think they're going to go nine and one next year. But in about good. two years, three years from now, once Fleck can get all the recruits that he wants, because there is so much media attention going around about how great of a guy this guy is. Like he's kind of becoming like that Dabo Sweeney type coach where like players love him, great coach, like keeping the team to like an educational level, like where they have to meet certain criterias while also like performing at high levels. This guy is a very good coach. He's recruiting the smart players, recruiting the guys that love football. They're gonna be very good for years to come. Next game, this this was a I mean eye opening game. Oklahoma at Baylor. Oklahoma won 34-31. Uh, Baylor had this in the bag and blew it. It was like what thirty-one to three or twenty-eight to three. It was something absurd. It was like twenty to three at the half. No, uh, I mean they could have been ten and zero with a legit shot of the playoffs. Zero second half points. CD Lamb missed this game, so props to Oklahoma for the comeback. That was thirty-one ten. I mean, I this was. I don't know. This was crazy. It was thirty-one ten going into like going into the second half, and then Jalen Hurts just absolutely took over this game. Uh, I don't know exactly his stats in the second half, but he had three touchdowns. He rushed for over a hundred in the game. Like he is really good at football. I think he's still getting slightly overlooked, even though he's like third in the Heisman. I think he should go higher in like mock drafts and stuff like that, especially yeah. with like. Lamar Jackson and like how you see him taking over the NFL. I think Jalen Hurts is going to bring that like athletic element to a team. Obviously, nowhere near Lamar Jackson, but he's going to have that type of role somewhere. So I think he's going to be like a 
top 20 pick in the NFL draft, but I think he's still very good. Baylor, though, come on, Baylor. I'd be pissed about that. Come on, Baylor. I'd rather just, like, lose, like, out of the gate than, like, be up 30 and then... Literally. You guys had this in the bag. I was... I was in Penn State for this game. I kept looking up at the TV when I was in a bar, like, every five minutes and, like, seeing the score. And just watching Oklahoma slowly, slowly crawl back into this thing was one of the most entertaining, like, games to watch, in my personal opinion. I saw them up in the first half. Like, I did not think that Oklahoma was going to come back. I don't think, I mean, I don't think anyone did, but. No, nobody did. Definitely not. Next game, Texas at Iowa State. Iowa State won by two. Texas um, is great. I'm about to list off ten numbers. These is, this is not a phone number. This is how many games Texas has lost each season for the last ten years. Go ahead. Seven. Great. Five. Amazing. Four. Beautiful. Five. How can you not like that? Seven, 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 six, four, this year's four. They've lost at least four games the past ten years. Like, Texas, they're not a blue blood or anything. They're they're damn near. When you think of Texas, think of, like, a solid team. When and I think of Texas, I think of, like, one of the greatest football programs of all time. They, they peaked at 10-4 and four last year. And, like, I don't know. They're in the best state to get recruits. They usually get those recruits, and they just can't seem to beat anyone, like, that, that's above 500. Like, I don't understand, no like, is their coaching staff just, like, that bad every single year? Is there too much pressure like being like the law, like the. They're in the big I, 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 can, I can imagine that, like, that's some pressure. Like, being the heart and soul of Texas. Like, they care about Longhorn but Nation, Hook'em Horns, like, all that bullshit. In 10 years, you gotta get but lucky. I agree. Yeah, exactly. I agree that in 10 years, you have to be able to do something. Like. <sighs> is Ellinger was, the problem? I think West Virginia <laughs> went 10 and 3 last year, right? Yeah. So we had a better season last year than Texas had in the past 10 years, and, like, we're disappointed about it. What happened to – I feel like there was a year that uh, – what was that guy's name? Skyler Howard? Was that our quarterback? Yeah, we had, we had that, we won 10 games that year, so we were probably 10-3. and three. That was the year that we went 10-3? Yeah. What did we, we go I think three? last year we were also 10-3. So, so we've we had a better last five years in Texas football. West Virginia Mountaineers have had a better – At least our best years have been, which, like, you wouldn't think – Texas still has Baylor on the road and a bowl game. This could be a six-loss team. I think it's definitely a six-loss team, depending on who they get in. And the, yeah, the bowl the game. Bowl. I mean, they could. They might play like they're going to lose University to Baylor, so they're probably going to get like Boise State. Yeah, <laughs> and like the Outback Bowl or <laughs> the Idaho Potato. I mean, bowl. they'll probably get some terrible bowl, but I mean, regardless, this could this they're going to lose at least five games probably. Which could you imagine just, if West Virginia won a bowl game this year and Texas didn't? There's no way we'd win a bowl game this year. Well, if we win our next two games, we're in a bowl game. Yeah, we have Oklahoma State and who's the next one? Baylor. Not very. Not Baylor. Baylor. It's we have we have one game that we're gonna lose. TCU. I think we beat TCU. I think we lose Oklahoma State. If we split them, I'd be happy. Yeah. Five wins would be a good year. So I mean, like it could like we could make a bowl game. Yeah. I see it happening. Next segment. Uh, the Science Center at Henderson State University in Arkansas was closed because of an undisclosed odor. This might sound like the most boring story ever. Like, probably some spilled chemicals, maybe someone left a Bunsen burner on. <coughs> it turns out it was meth. Uh, the chemistry professors... Crystal meth. Crystal meth. Terry D. Bateman and Bradley A. Rowland were charged with... Those are chemistry teacher names. 
were charged with manufacturing meth straight out of Breaking Bad. I feel like every like chem professor has at least like thought about doing this. Definitely. Like you like if uh, you're at a college and you're teaching chemistry, you probably know what you're doing a little bit. Yeah. You have to know what you're doing unless you're just not meant to be a professor. Yeah, unless you just squeak through the cracks, but like, And this is the perfect setup too. Pick a small school in Arkansas. I think it was, there's 3,000 kids. I didn't research the school much, but I think they said there's 3,000 kids. And just turn that classroom into a meth lab? <laughs> it didn't say... I was looking... I couldn't find anything about, like, how they were selling it or distributing it. They could have been doing it themselves. But, like, this is just a ridiculous story. Like, there's I actually, literally... I think this is a great story. The best TV show on TV for, like, three years was... Literally made Yeah, it was really the same exact thing as this. That's um, just honestly amazing to me. I don't know if it was blue meth. I don't know. But I don't know what's up with us and meth today. Speaking of meth. I was going to say, speaking of meth, <laughs> um, South Dakota. So my topic, so South Dakota, the state of South Dakota, gave $450,000 to create an ad campaign combating meth. Where did Basically, South Dakota get four hundred fifty thousand dollars? They just proud. I like just Dallas. Printed. Like Dallas Goddard just like gave him some money or something. Dallas Goddard has three hundred fifty million sitting around. Four hundred fifty thousand. Four hundred fifty thousand. Okay, he probably has that. Yeah. No. I mean, so we'll we'll find the money somewhere. Anyways, the, that's not the part that I'm concerned about. <laughs> These geniuses of South Dakota created a slogan. This is the slogan. Meth. We're on it. That is probably the worst thing to say for a slogan that is combating meth. It's basically like their goal was to say, hey, like we understand South Dakota has a meth problem right now. We're working on it. Not South Dakota. Yeah, we do this stuff. You know, uh, in Rick and Morty, Jerry, he has, yeah. like, the, like, yay for apples, or uh-huh. what, was, what was his slogan? It's like, they're in, like, the dimension. I think it... It's like, cheer for apples. I think it was cheer for apples. It's like, it was something like Ted. That's, like, basically this. He's running their media department. And, like, this, this is the worst part, though. So they have, like, one main one. It's, like, the picture of South Dakota, and it says, like, meth, we're on it. But then they created a bunch of like smaller ones of like citizens of South Dakota. So there's one of like a 70 year old farmer who's like meth, we're on it, or meth, I'm on it. And then oh there's God. like another one of like three high school football players just like looking into a camera, like in full gear, meth. We're on it. <laughs> They're like scratching themselves. That's what I mean. Like this is a ridiculous story. This is absolutely crazy. Like, someone, South Dakota is so stupid. Someone's. Do you want to tell them? Someone's got to tell them. Like I think the the governor of South Dakota or something like came out and like said like like obviously this isn't what we intended on saying. It's like, but I, I'd be pissed if I was like the governor. And I saw this. Like it's all gonna fall on him. Yeah. Well. Well, her, not like her. Her. We we don't assume it's a female. Well, did you just assume her gender? It's, it shouldn't fall on Touché. it. <laughs> on it. <laughs> but anyways, a lot of meth in the news line today. Uh, non meth related topic. Burrow is like probably one of the highest men. We know that. 
Big news is he's now the heavy, heavy favorite, like three to one odds to go number one. Uh, Tua's probably out of the running. I don't know, like unless he's a mon- he's out for three months, injury problems. Burrow's probably going to do well in the playoffs. I don't think it's be Tua. Tua's going to be too injury prone to be drafted first overall. Yeah, I've seen he, he's like favorited to be like between eleven and twenty is like seems to be his about slot, right. which sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of down to like Burrow, Chase Young. You could say maybe like Andrew Thomas, who's the tackle at Georgia. Yeah. Justin Herbert, maybe Jerry Judy if like someone's on crack. Uh, Burrow had a sixth round grade coming into the season. Kyler Murray also had a fifth round grade. Baker Mayfield was a fourth round grade. These just random QBs are hopping up. I love it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's awesome. It's a cool story to watch. Yeah. Burrow's super likable. I don't know if he's the number one pick. I would probably take Chase Young. Well, the problem with like projecting who's going to be the first pick in the NFL draft, who is the first pick? Because yeah, if the yeah. Jets have the first pick, which is possible. Well, we have three wins now. I don't okay, think so the it's not going to be the Jets. So who's, who's in contention? Bengals, Dolphins. Bengals, Dolphins, and... They both... Redskins. Redskins have Redskins. one win. Okay. So let's say the Redskins get the first pick. Well, they're not going to take Joe Burrow. They just got they just drafted Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. So then it would be Chase Young probably. So then if but like if the Bengals or the Dolphins the team could also trade up because a lot of a times, team could trade up. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of shit can happen when making this kind of bet, which is why I would never make a bet about one of these types of things. I think that if the team needs a quarterback, they should absolutely take Joe Burrow. I think Justin Herbert's going to be a decent quarterback. Obviously, he's probably the quarterback that's projected to be taken second now. Right? Burrow? No. Herbert. Oh, Herbert. Yeah, I think he's QB2. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, I'd rather, me Maybe personally, Tua, I'd rather have Burrow than Herbert. But there's going to be some team that's going to, like, once football season ends and they're looking at, like, the measurables for Burrow and they're looking at the measurables for uh, Herbert, they're going to be, like, Herbert's 6'6". He's a lot more athletic. He has probably a stronger arm. I can see them doing like a Mitchell Trubisky yeah. like type of thing where they're just like, all right, let's pick the athlete. Burrow could also just have a bad game in the playoffs or something. Because Herbert's not going to have much pressure. Like they might, yeah. they might make the playoffs, but, but like, like even if they make the playoffs, that's not that's not. Gonna, they no have no pressure to win. He could have a terrible game, and everyone's be like, well, he's six six, so who cares? Yeah, but, that's about right. I, don't, I just thought that was interesting that he's already the heavy favorite and we haven't even entered postseason play. But I mean, the fact that he's being the number one overall pick is probably why LSU will be the number one ranked team in the college football playoff rankings tonight. Probably, yeah. Uh, Who do you think is going to be, like, what's your rankings? One through six, probably. I, have, I think I have eight on here. One through six. I have LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. I don't think that's really negotiable. I, I agree 100% with that. Um, I mean, I could see Ohio State being one. I wouldn't think that'd be crazy, but if LSU Ohio, should be number Ohio one. State would have to. If Ohio State is one, they would have to blow out Penn State and Michigan. Like, blow them out. They also play Minnesota. So the, those oh, would they be play th- Minnesota also? Well, probably. Big Ten Championship. Yeah. True. So, like... Those are three like quality wins. Yeah, that would be three quality wins. And they've been murdering teams. They don't have a win over Bama with Tua, but um, at four, or do you want to do like who's going to be in the playoffs in the picture tonight, or like who do you think is going to make it? Period. Let's do picture tonight, and then just throw in who you think it actually is going to be at the end of the year. I mean, I think Georgia will be four tonight. 
You think Georgia's four tonight? Probably. I think I don't think they'll be in because they'll lose to LSU. But I think they're going to be number four. I mean, who else would it be? Bam. Okay, that's or, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Then okay, I can see Georgia being four tonight. But let's do who's going to be in the playoffs at the end of the year. Then I love Oregon. I you like Oregon? They'll be coming off a win over. Well, unless Utah wins, which then Utah could make it. But they'll be coming off a win over the number seven team in the nation the last week. They haven't lost in four months, three months. They've been murdering outside of Washington and like a close one against Washington State. So teams like that aren't in the state of Washington, they've been slaughtering. There's no teams in the state of Washington in the playoffs. Well, Washington's in the playoffs. Washington? Didn't the University of Washington make it the year they had they John made the, Ross? They made it the first year. Yeah. Yeah, they got, like, slaughtered, I think. They got but. killed by Bama. Anthony, Which, Anthony Averett was all over John Ross that night. Shout out to Anthony Averett. I wish John Ross was better, but... Anyway, I He's like advanced. Oregon to make it. I don't think... Oklahoma's lost to Kansas State. Got a lot worse against West Virginia. I agree with that. If, well, I agree and disagree. Because, like, it's hard to prepare for... The West Virginia team when they're starting a brand new quarterback. Yeah. So like that's the only bit of slack that I'd ever give to Kansas State in this situation, literally ever. But I can see Oklahoma uh, making it into the playoffs, especially if they win the Big Twelve championship, like, like staggeringly. Like they have to really yeah, beat Baylor. Have to kill be Baylor. It might be Texas, depending. Whoever wins Baylor. Baylor, Texas. Well, Texas is what's the record? Oh, I guess they lost to Iowa State this week. Yeah, yeah. I guess it probably will be Baylor. So Baylor's, gonna, right? Baylor's nine and one. Yeah, it will be. Baylor. So Oklahoma and Baylor are going to play again. Obviously, Baylor just blew this game this week to Oklahoma, but if Oklahoma finds a way to just like that second half of the game where they let up zero and scored twenty four, if they have like that both halves and just like kill Baylor, I can see them making it into the playoffs, but. I actually think the Pac-12 team's going to make it to the champion to the playoffs this year. The more I think about it, Oregon and Utah have to play at the end of the season. That's just going to be such a good way down the air. Yeah, that, whoever wins that. Exactly, and I think if one of those teams like can show that they're way better than the other one, then they're going to be in the playoffs. If it's a close game and like you don't really, it's like down to the wire, seven point game, whatever. It could be anybody in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I, I kind of like this year. I mean, I, I assume Bama's just completely out, even if they win the next two games. Tua's not available anymore, so he's done. Yeah, I, like, I'm just thinking, like, there's no way. Even with, like, with Mac Jones, there's no way they put him in there because they would just get, like, they'd be the sacrificial lamb. I'd rather see, like, a new team. Plus, Bama's made it all five years, I think. Bama, yeah. It's when I, since whenever the playoffs been around, five or six years. They've made Saban's year. just one of the best coaches of, like, of all time. The fact that he can keep going at the same level, like keeping Bama at the top for all these years, is unbelievable. That's crazy. Just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, Coach O is probably going to be getting LSU to that eventually. I really do think that Coach O is a really good coach, and he brings a swag to LSU that the players want. He's he's probably, I think he's my favorite coach in college football. I think he's Him my second Leach. favorite. Co- he's my second favorite coach, uh, Coach O. Mine's still PJ Fleck, Minnesota. I absolutely love him. Over Coach O? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, like, Coach O I like because he's funny and he gets go with Tigers a lot. Yeah. But like outside, his, outside of that, like, it's I, true I don't know, dude, PJ Fleck, good. like, 
letting uh, what's that kid's name? Casey O'Brien, the kid with cancer. Yeah, the third like strike. like signing him to to a thing, like letting him prove, bringing in a bunch of like new recruits this year, having them all be successful, keeping a team at. I don't even know how many games they won last year, but having them start the season nine and zero. Again, I. Run a college football page last year, and I didn't even know they were a team. Yeah, that's so what like, I mean. I knew who Tanner Morgan was actually, but like realistically though, like nobody was keep was looking at Minnesota last year. The state of Minnesota. This is the now. first year that Minnesota has been in the news. PJ Flex getting a lot of positive social media around. Uh, this is a Minnesota program. He's going on podcasts, including Barstool and uh, the Pat McAfee Show, just talking about like his program and like their goals and stuff. He's just an unbelievable coach. Every single person on the team is above a 3.0. If we, if we could interview any coach, would it be him? If we could interview any coach, I think Coach O would be a fun interview just because of how funny he is. Yeah. But in terms of, like, motivation, wisdom, football IQ, stuff like that, I think P.J. Fleck is far and away the best. Far and away. I would like to hear some Mike Leach stories. Mike Leach would be a funny if you too. if you just like Google Mike Leach stories. There's some funny stuff and like on YouTube, like he just goes on rants and interviews like about like not football. If you could player. interview one college football player, analyst, coach, what would it be? Can I pick Dick Vitale? Even though it's not college football, I just like if we're doing college sports, I would do Dick Vitale. If it's college football, that's tough. You want to do like Corso or something like that? I would probably do Corso. I feel like Corso still, like, is, like, pretty smart and, like, calculated. I do uh, Herb Street. Yeah, Herb Street would be good. It'd be boring, but it definitely... He's well, definitely, Herb Street or Pat McAfee now. McAfee, yeah, I guess he's a college like a football guy. of college football now. Yeah, West Virginia stories would be funny for McAfee. I'd probably pick... I think that's my lock. Yeah. I think McAfee would probably be the best interview of all time. Probably. Of course, he would probably be interviewing us because he also does this exact same thing so he'd probably just take over the entire podcast because he's a talker I, I mean, I'd love for it but yeah no, he's definitely him. one of the more entertaining people in <laughs> sports I'd say yeah sports as a whole is just getting more and more fun it's becoming younger like McAfee's going to start bringing like that young it's more media analyst. Now. and like anyone over the age of 40 doesn't know how to work their phone so well, that's what I mean. So, like, the guy bringing, like, these younger people that are going to be, like, driving. Like, that's how McAfee got this job in the first place. He's driving his social media campaign all by himself and, like, his team of eight or whatever. Yeah. So, like, he's starting from the, I mean, bottom. Well, he was, Reti- like, retired the NFL best punter. punter, like, on the league for a while. Like, people yeah, know who he is. He's a, he was a great punter, but that's not why he was loved. He was loved because he's just a hilarious human, an electric yeah. human. I don't know. But you got anything else? I'm all set. Yeah, I think I'm all set too. Toodaloo. Talk to you guys later. Love you.